You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Yanks Go Yard Podcast with Adam Weinrib and Thomas Carinante. Welcome to another episode of the Yanks Go Yard Podcast. I'm Adam Weinrib alongside Thomas Carinante. The Yankees lost another lefty from their bullpen on Monday night. We're going to pretend it's okay, but it's pretty obviously not. Corey Kluber, stuff watch. Do we care? It's pretty clear we don't care, but the rest of baseball used Tuesday start as a referendum on why he's just straight up bad now, and I guess we have to talk about it. And the race for the last bench spot between Mike Talkman and Jay Bruce, is it tighter? Because one of those two people is currently hitting the baseball and the other one is not. Folks, make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to drop us a five-star review along with a mailbag question in the comments. Only a couple days left to get a mailbag question in about that roster spot because uh, Yankees have to name a roster before opening day. I don't know what else to tell you. Thomas Carinante, welcome to the podcast. How you feeling? Uh, and let's obviously start in a pretty unpleasant place. It's the bullpen this year. That's where the injuries are. Classic never ends. First Britain goes down. He's done for three months. We think we have Wilson stepping in to be that other lefty alongside our oldest Chapman. Uh, obviously not Britain esque, but a guy who's used to high leverage innings and is a veteran. Uh, apparently not. Guess, uh, guess this paves a, g- a greater path for Lucas Lutke. Uh, that's all we can assume at this point. But guess what? Uh, I'd rather, I'd rather have fun and be optimistic. We got eight days until opening day. We're almost there, man. We're so close. Uh, hopefully Wilson is just the last bump in the road that we're going to have to deal with and hear about. Um, we can't afford anything else for, you know, our mental health. We just want these guys to get through the spring, come back up to the Bronx opening day against the blue Jays who are now apparently battered more than the blue Jays have turned into us, I guess, overnight. Um, but yeah, eight days, eight short days. Get us through spring, get us back to Yankee Stadium, and let's go. Enough of this. And speaking of unnecessary bumps, shaving your balls. Support for Yanks Go Yard is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped hooked me up with a bunch of tools from their Perfect Package 3.0 kit. It works. They've created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. You ever notice that uh, Yankee Stadium's grass is immaculate? Well, they do that with lawnmowers, and you can do that to yourself with the Lawnmower 3.0. Cut down on grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin-safe technology and an LED light for doing that stuff in the dark if that's something you want to do. 
The Perfect Package 3.0 also includes the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, the Crop Reviver, which stops the sweating and sticking of your balls, and a pair of high-performance Manscaped boxer briefs, and a travel shed bag to store all your grooming goodies. If this interests you, get 20% off and free shipping with the code FANSIDED20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code FANSIDED20. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Now, speaking of someone who knew he didn't have the tools for the job in his arsenal, Justin Wilson on Monday night, uh, came in, sucked again, was bad, gave up a home run to Didi Gregorius, stuff wasn't popping, much like in his first outing of the spring in which the Pittsburgh Pirates absolutely raked him over the coals in one short inning, uh, and he knew he didn't have what it took, he waved for the dugout, he left the game, uh, people were speculating it was a hand issue, people were obviously thinking the worst uh, with an elbow problem, apparently it's some sort of shoulder uh, we do not know the severity at the time of record. Unfortunately, we probably will as soon as this podcast is over, but I think it is safe to say whether it's inflammation or something much worse. Wilson couldn't get loose on Monday. That was the explanation, and he you can't expect him to be ready for opening day at this juncture, so we will talk. We will leave specifics out of the discussion and acknowledge the baseline that Justin Wilson is injured for a length of time. That is bad. Zach Britton, also missing opening day in several months thereafter. Aroldis Chapman missing opening day because of a suspension uh, last year for the Kevin Cash nonsense. So that leaves the back end of the bullpen as Darren O'Day, Chad Green, uh, Jonathan Loizaga, Nick Nelson, at least on opening day. Uh, we were at a certain point, you know, like Thomas, you alluded to, we were talking about Lucas Lukey bounces right in there when Zach Britton loses a roster spot. Uh, what did Fangraphs know and when do they know it? If the Yankees need to carry a lefty, it's Tyler Lyons, I guess, who we laughed at Fangraphs for projecting onto the opening day roster like a week and a half ago. Um, I, I don't think handedness is going to come into this. I think the Yankees are probably going to opt for their highest performing righty. Michael King maybe is the guy who gets that last bullpen spot now with Wilson presumably on the shelf. All in all, listen up, Ohio, because this is a test from Pepsi. If you call C-Bus C-Town, you're not from Ohio. If you don't know the Blue Jackets actually have a fifth line, you're not from Ohio. And if you don't know what to say when someone yells OH, you're not from Ohio. We know this because at Pepsi, we are from Ohio. In fact, we bottle ice-cold Pepsi right here in C-Bus. So when you're thirsty for something that says you're from here and proud of it, grab a Pepsi and say here's to OHIO, where Pepsi and life are oh so refreshing. Although it stinks, and Wilson went from a luxury item to something closer to a necessity to now another Yankee felled way too early. Yeah, this, uh, this it's always been weird with Wilson this offseason. First, they had this like tertiary interest in him. Then it was serious. Then it was like, oh, he might command too much money, so it's probably not happening. Then he signs. Then the contract details don't get released until like a week later. And it's that creepy one year deal with the team and a player option. Uh, then he gets stuck in Texas during the weather crisis, arrives to spring late. He's set back. Um, and now we have this and the spring 2.1 innings pitched eight hits, six earned runs, three home runs, three walks, only three strikeouts. Cool. He's appeared in four games. It's really not been good for him. And then you have an injury as simple as, uh, the, uh, the, the symptom being, I couldn't get loose out there. Like, great. Like this is just classic Yankee stuff. Um, we tried to avoid the injury nonsense all off season. Uh, Britain was the first to go down. Now you think Wilson's going to be able to step in and provide those high leverage innings. He's probably not. Honestly, there was an argument to be had that even if Wilson got more spring reps in, he might not have been ready for opening day. Absolutely. So, 
So like in a sense, I guess the silver lining here is that it's not really that big of a loss because he had a delayed offseason in more ways than one um, and was looking terrible at the onset. I don't think that I don't think that, you know, he had that those two awful outings. I don't think that that was attributed to any shoulder issues. If it is, if he didn't say anything earlier, that would that would be a travesty because now we're at this point and you have to assume it's bad news because. He underwent the MRI on Tuesday at two o'clock. We were expecting an update in the evening time, which is what all the beat writers were saying. Then we get an update at six o'clock saying that there is no medical update from the Yankees on Justin Wilson at this time. And now here we are the next day with nothing. People are assuming I'm not saying this is the case, but when there are delayed results of this nature, you have to assume a they're inconclusive results and they need to do more testing or B, uh, they want him to seek a second opinion because it could potentially be something serious or see it is something super serious. And they're kind of waiting to figure out what the next plan of action is before they make any sort of announcement on that front. So it doesn't feel like it's good. It feels like it's classic Yankees injury news where you're once again in the dark, uh, there's vague updates or there's an update where you're promised an update and then you don't get the update. Um, but Hey, I it, look, I've been wanting them to go with a six-man rotation. Maybe this is the opportunity to do so. You let Lukey slide into the bullpen. You have another spot open. Maybe it's Michael King, Davey Garcia. So there's less strain on the bullpen in the early going because Britain's gone. We don't know how long Wilson's going to be gone for. Uh, and then we have all these younger guys, and you don't want to tax the high leverage arms as much as possible in April and May with uh, you know, Green and Chapman. So maybe this could be give birth to a new plan for the Yankees come opening day. I don't know, but uh, hope Wilson's all right. It sucks, but it's not anything we're not used to. It's just this ridiculous thing of why even build a roster? Like, at a, like <laughs> why even plan for anything? The whole point of Wilson was that if one of the big three went down, he was the depth that could slide in. So is Darren O'Day. That's why you have five high leverage veterans in the first place. And now the Yankees for opening day have two. Like, how did we get? How did know. we get here? Now, obviously, we knew Chapman wasn't going to be available for whatever because he, he decided to take justice into his own hands during the Kevin Cash saga. I understand that, but yeah, the Yankees are now you know suddenly slotting Jonathan Loizaga and Nick Nelson up into the you know back end of the bullpen, and it's March twenty fourth. Uh, I don't. Yeah, it's depth. I, I'm not worried about the Yankees' arms. I'm not worried about the bullpen either. I just can't believe that you know, they made an objectively smart decision and turned Adam Ottavino into two different guys. And one of those guys has already you know didn't show up to camp and has disappeared. Is Justin Wilson the Pedro Feliciano of the 2021 Yankees? I don't know. Uh, for those of you who don't recall, Pedro Feliciano, Mets bullpen stalwart. Yankees signed him before the 2011 season. Got hurt around time opening day. I don't think he pitched an inning for this stupid team. And I think his career actually ended. He had like a shoulder issue and he never came back. Um, so that was a smart signing that just, you know, you never saw that guy. And then you end up with like Cody Epley in the bullpen. Uh, remember Cody Epley? Uh, I do. Um, I'm still happy <laughs> with the bullpen. I I'm still happy with what we're seeing overall. I just think it's kind of ridiculous that they objectively had a smart plan laid out like three weeks ago. And now a good portion. It's like the photograph from uh, back to the future. It's like pieces of the bullpen picture just disappearing. And there's nothing the Yankees can really do about it in this instance, unfortunately, although the church of Nick Nelson, we are currently accepting new members. If anybody wants to join, uh, he looks uh, filth. He looks yeah. like filth. I love him. I, 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 he's, this is more of an opportunity for him to get, uh, get more reps and show, show what he's made of. I know it's going to be a little bit difficult because he only threw 20 innings last year and, uh, he's slow. He's the one. Yeah. He's converting from a starter to a reliever. So I guess he does have that length. Um, 
but it's different when it's a 162 game season and you're actually pitching for the New York Yankees. So um, he's looking great. We're all loving what we're seeing. Uh, it's super encouraging that the young guys, Loisaga as well, are seemingly taking the leap. I don't know. I'm not going to take spring training stats as gospel, but it's better that they're not sucking because now we have some potential options to see what we're working with in April and May. Um, and maybe they carve out a role for themselves and we have a clearer picture of what's going on as the season progresses. It's just always better when they're not sucking. It all boils down to that. Uh, Every conversation is somewhat pointless this time of year, but it's always better when they're not sucking. Speaking of, let's talk Corey Kluber. Let's rant a little bit. Uh, Corey Kluber thus far this spring, here are the facts. Yeah, the facts about Corey Kluber. He's been sitting 92. Uh, some starts he has looked utterly dominant in his first start against the Blue Jays, in which he faced actual starting members of the Toronto Blue Jays. Got through two innings on like 27 pitches. Uh, he was perfect. It was amazing. Uh, start against Detroit on Tuesday. Not quite as good. Not crisp. His control was fairly bad. I would say he was living off the plate more often than he was living on it. Through 71 pitches, 39 strikes. He walked three. However, three and two thirds innings, three hits allowed, one unearned run and struck out four as the RA for the spring is 1.86. So Corey Kluber, objectively, not a disaster this spring by any means, looking like someone who could have an off day command wise every once in a while. But yesterday, can't really stress this enough, was his first start where he didn't look good to very good. Like, honestly, (laughs) his start against the Pirates, he was commanding the breaking ball. He had a lot of filth. People swinging and missing it at breakers in the dirt. Yesterday, he was sort of just going fastball splitter changeup. You know, he wasn't using the breakers as much. Didn't look quite as good. Uh, but Eno Saris, who is a smart baseball man, who is, you know, a good analyst and a good judge of talent, decided to use yesterday's Kluber start to say, Kluber looks bad this spring. I'm just going to say it. And if people are expecting vintage Kluber, then, you know, they're probably not going to get it. No one's expecting vintage Kluber, hoping for a four starter with playoff pedigree. And he's looked much more vintage in every appearance before yesterday's game. I sort of pointed out after he left the game that he ended up finishing three and two thirds innings with only an unearned run allowed in four K's. You know, Sarah said still didn't look good to me getting the outs TBH to me, which was, you know, okay. If that's what you want to take away from that, you can, but you're not allowed to say that Gary Sanchez is unimpeachable this spring when he's, you know, what he's won for his last 21. You're not allowed to say you're not allowed to pluck holes in that. And then also turn around and say, Corey Kluber just didn't look good to me. I don't know. He just didn't look good to me at all. That one, neither those can't both be true. You can't say you can't say nothing negative about Gary Sanchez and everything negative about Corey Kluber based on a spring in which he's performed well. Thomas Carinante, your thoughts? I don't know why anyone thinks. I, I guess there are delusional Yankee fans that exist on Probably. Earth that think that think we're getting vintage Corey Kluber. Uh, the expectation when this signing happened was not that. He's pitched 36.2 innings since the beginning of 2019. Also, this his spring starts have been super scattered. He's been doing bullpen sessions and live batting practice as opposed to getting out on the mound for spring training starts, probably because he has to work some things out because he's hardly pitched since 2019. Shoulder surgery, broken forearm, not exactly things that you quickly bounce back from when you're about to turn 35 years old. So... And then the fastball, like the fastball velocity argument here, I don't even understand it. He's never been a fastball pitcher. His highest average on the fastball was like 93 and a half miles an hour, seven or eight years ago. 
And that was the fastest he's ever averaged on it. Now he's pumping 92 this spring. And they're like, oh, well, you know, if Corey Kluber doesn't have his fastball, I don't know what's going to happen with this guy is breaking ball has always been his bread and butter. And that's what made him different. And then, yeah, he would mix it up with his fastball and he'd be able to locate it on the outside corner tremendously. But what are we talking about velocity for? Like, does anybody does anybody have their notes available when they're watching this? Nine point two innings this this spring. Two earned runs, seven hits, nine strikeouts, three walks. Like, what's the problem? I don't understand. It's it's totally fine. It's totally fine for some guy who's battled injuries is clearly on the back nine of his career and needs a lot of kinks worked out based on the limited action that he's had and the injuries that he's had to overcome. It was always we were always viewing him as a mid rotation depth piece that was going to be huge. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick 'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100, get $100 free. That's promo code radio terms and conditions apply down the stretch and help us uh, in October because we lack that start that battle tested starter with pedigree in the postseason for so many years. And uh, no one's relying on 230 innings in a Cy Young caliber season from Corey Kluber. Uh, I mean, no, I'm, I'm wrong. We're not doing that. A lot of people aren't doing that, but I guess some people are. And then that's what's calling for this bizarre analytical criticism that doesn't seem to make sense to me, but well, I'll take my expectations with Kluber 140 innings, totally solid mid three ZRA, and then pump it up for the postseason, baby. I don't who gives a shit what anybody else is saying. We're also talking 93 versus 92 on the fastball. Yeah. If, it, if it ends up proving that he can't throw like his stuff doesn't work at 92, then okay, come to me. We'll, we'll talk about it then, but I don't really understand this. And also spring training velocity is a famous joke. Like for years, Dylan Batances would throw 88. Like this just, I feel like we should be done with this debate by now. And Kluber's done with it, but apparently the world isn't. So moving on, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, that last bench spot, what's going on? Stick around. Welcome back to the Yanks Go Yard podcast. So yeah, Mike Talkman hit an extremely long home run in Tuesday's game. Now has three bombs on the spring. I believe Jay Bruce Hasn't really hit since the first week of camp. Is there any way that the Yankees do not pick up that option on Jay Bruce after the opt-out Wednesday, today, the 25th? We're going to learn. Uh, the 25th is Thursday. Yeah, I'm a, They I'm said the 27th is now the new day for it. Yes. For some so reason. On, on Thursday, Bruce has to make the determination. Uh, like yes. He gets to say, I intend to opt out, like Michael Scott declaring bankruptcy. <laughs> And then two days later, the Yankees have to officially decide, hey, we made a roster adjustment. You get to stay or thanks for playing. You're gone. Um, so, I mean, you've got to assume that Bruce is going to at least trigger the clause. Yeah. It would be weird on Thursday if he were just like, I'm staying. God bless. Like, <laughs> I don't really know what the deal would be in that case. Um, so we'll know something more this week. But Bruce plays first base, doesn't play particularly well, uh, but he does sort of play it. Um, so kind of sort of plays first base sometimes uh, and hasn't exactly hit since the early week of spring training. And I, I miss those weeks. It was much more fun when Jay Bruce yeah. was hitting bombs every day. I, uh, I think a Zach Britton 60 day IL stint is going to temporarily open up a roster spot. They're not going to deal Mike Talkman until they have a deal in place, but yeah, uh, yeah. Can't 
can't peak Mike Talkman produce more than Jay Bruce? Were we too hasty here? I don't know if we were hasty. I just thought that if he did, if he wasn't showing anything in spring up until whatever point it was, and this week is kind of shifted the tides on the conversation we said i think we were fair we said we would need to see more uh talkman 10 games 26 at bats three homers four rbis three walks i know he's k'd eight times but guess what he's hitting 269 with a 960 ops uh pretty dang eight times didn't prevent tyler wade from getting a roster (laughs) (laughs) totally true but uh the, the, we know why Tyler Wade's getting grandfathered into the roster is because he's not and he's not in a uh, redundant piece on the defensive side. Mike Talkman, unfortunately, is I know Mike Talkman could play center field, but they also brought back Brett Gardner, who can do that. So and he's a power lefty bat. Um, I know that a lot of the conversation around Talkman was his advanced stats, very poor barrel percentage, very poor exit velocity, not good expected slugging, not good expected uh, on base percentage, but he could, he could shift the conversation. Jay Bruce now 12 games, 29 at bats, two home runs, three RBIs, seven strikeouts, two Oh seven average seven Oh six OPS. Once again, spring stats are not gospel, but they sort of are when you're competing for a roster spot or need to prove something after a lackluster season. Mike Talkman got us all amped after that 2019 and then followed it up with a dud in 2020. He had 13 homers in 87 games in 2019, then zero in 43 games in 2020. Um, so I think people were right to raise eyebrows. And then when you have uh, a position as uh, kind of redundant or the Yankees have a surplus of outfielders, there's kind of no sense in bringing on the guy in Talkman who maybe lacks the power and the advanced analytics to kind of elevate the lineup offensively to leave him off the roster. But then again, he's under club control. It's very cheap. They don't want to trade him at his lowest value. Bruce, nice veteran presence, will provide good at bats, will provide a lot of power, and the short porch will be very good to him. Um, but I don't know what you do. Then again, Andy Martino said that they're probably going to carry both of them. So then why are we even having this conversation? We're wasting our time, I think. We spent a lot of time wasting our time. That's why we need <laughs> opening day. Like we, we wasted our time talking about Yadier Molina. We wasted our time to talk about the Yankees. Can the Yankees give Salvador Perez the Gary Sanchez contract? <laughs> these are all these discussions are all moot. They're moot discussions. They're what we like to call moot discussion. Um, but I, I, I would like to see an opening day roster please soon um severino obviously on the 60 AIL. zach Britton is going to join him you wonder if clark schmidt joins him as well does that open up a little maneuvering room what Um, do you want though for the opening day roster do you want an extra pitcher or do you want a three-man bench i I don't i want want more bench i want more bench pieces i don't i don't believe in any of the you know what i'll amend that if you if you do a six-man rotation i'll opt for that i'll I'll do an extra pitcher with a three-man bench if he's a starting option, sure, but okay. I, I'm not adding an extra pitcher to the roster just so he can be Tyler Lyons. Well, what if just you so carry like what if you carry Davey and um uh and Tyler Lyons just for an extra arm in the bullpen that could eat innings and then go with a three man bench? Three man bench just feels like so few when one of them is Kyle Higashioka. Like I don't. I don't know. I'm also used to all the great Yankees teams having like 37 year old Hall of Famers on the bench. Yeah, I know. And now the Yankees are just like, what seventh outfielder can we carry to maximize our bench space? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's just sort of a it's it's a snooze conversation at this point. The Yankees just what happened to the Yankees, man? They used to be able to cram Hall of Famers onto their bench. 
now we're talking about Mike Talkman. Yeah, geez, my eyes <laughs> rolled out of the back of my head. Uh, I don't know. I I don't I don't I don't love any of these back end pitching options, and I just can't make myself fall in love with Tyler Lyons as a necessity. Like it, it just carry your best players, carry your best players, whoever those people are. Um, the Toronto Blue Jays are going to have to make some roster decisions too by opening day. It turns out that George Springer, uh, a minor oblique strain, quote unquote, but uh, I don't remember the last oblique strain where somebody came back in a week. Uh, I'm not going not gonna to lie to you on that one. I don't feel like George Springer is playing opening day. Kirby Yates, Tommy John surgery, depressing, not yeah, good. The Blue Jays are now down a closer. Robbie Ray fell down some stairs. He bruised his elbow. That's real. They're hoping he's only going to miss one spring training start. I don't know if he will uh, make it back in time. That's several pieces. The Blue Jays also let Taiwan Walker go to the Mets. Uh, their rotation is uh, their bullpen is sort of in a much worse position than their rotation is. Uh, but I don't think George Springer is going to play in that opening day game. So the calculus of this matchup just changed pretty significantly. Uh, yeah, both both sides have lost key pieces in the last like 48 hours. So uh, hold your horses. I give me a roster. Just just give me a damn roster already. Give us the roster. We got Cole on the mound for that game. So maybe we Hopefully. don't even. Maybe yeah. Oh just shit. I don't even want to think about any any potential anything else. I'm done with potential stuff. Um, but hey, be great if he could pump seven innings that day. Very effective effective pitch count. We go to the bullpen, two innings, boom, call it, and then we see what we got out of Kluber on uh, on uh. Another stupid start to the season, by the way. I just saw the schedule yesterday. Thursday on, Friday off, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Why? 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 Why can't it just be Monday off? Why do we need an off day after starting the season? Tired boys. Very tired team. It's just, I'm just so fed up. Like last year, on opening night, and then you're off Thursday, and then it's back to Friday. Like, it's just dumb. And also, we want opening night. Everybody's celebrating. Day off. Come back. Get bludgeoned. Get rocked. <laughs> the calculus of the season changes immediately. At least, though, this is not... I've had to remind myself a lot of times this is not a 60-game season. That was like a specific form of torture built only for me. Like, hey, Adam, you know how you treat every game of a 162-game season like life or death, even though they're very clearly not... And like injuries in April don't really affect September. And like you can really shrug off some of these. Okay, now every game actually does matter as much as you think it does. And it's pure torture. Like we we turned MLB into the NFL. Yeah. Yeah. So you can't live. I mean, to do that for to even do that for 60 games is detrimental to your physical and mental health. To do it for 162 is, I mean, I mean, I would be in a coffin before 45 probably if I did that. Yeah, I think last season did teach me a life lesson. I think I'm going to go into this season with with an open eyes and a full heart. Although smash cut to April 15th, and I'm definitely mad about the Yankees blowing a one-run fifth-inning lead again. <laughs> and I'm going on the podcast going, I believed in these frauds again. And then, you know, Nestor Cortez comes in, gives up a home run to Kevin Kiermeyer, and all of a sudden we're down 7-4. And the Yankees are 10-3 and at this point, and I'm still crying on the podcast. So, you know me. I hope that doesn't happen, but... Yeah, I don't understand why the season's starting that way. Um, but just get us there. Get it, box us up. Box the whole roster up. Bring them to New York. Um, no more of this. I don't want to lose anybody else. I watch every game, crossing my fingers that we don't lose any other pieces. Uh, so stupid, very stupid, extremely stupid. That is it for this edition of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Reminder, you can find us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Drop us a five-star review, a mailbag question in that review. Please subscribe if you haven't yet. We could always use more subscribers. So they tell us in the home office. And stay tuned for Friday when we should have a very special guest 
on the Go Yard podcast. I know we've said that before, and the last time we said it, we specifically did not have a guest. Still wait on that guest, by the way. I think we'll we'll book them at some point. But we should have an extremely big episode on Friday previewing the upcoming season with a major piece of the roster. Ooh, spoiler mm. alert, not really. Uh, go down the Yankees roster. Who do you like on the Yankees? One of those people is, is going to be on the podcast. So pretty yeah. cool. Until then, I'm Adam Weinrib. You can find me on Twitter at Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. Uh, quick thing, forgot to add about Talkman. Three homers this spring leads the Yankees uh, tied with Gary Sanchez. Gary Sanchez, however, batting 176. Got that in at the end of the pod for everybody who doesn't want to hear about it, but you will hear about it some way, somehow. Uh, it's facts, and that's it's why we're here to point he, them out. He has. It's Gary yes, Sanchez's it average. Um, but until then, head on over to yanksgoyard.com. We'll have plenty of this content up for you. We're still talking about the opening day roster. A lot of, lot of conversation still ongoing. Hit us up on Twitter at yanksgoyardfs. For the love of God, just submit a mailbag question. That's all. It's not even that hard. You could ask us why we're assholes. You could ask us why we're unenjoyable. People Whatever asked us want. why we got too political, which I really don't yeah. think we ever well, did. We just like but... to make fun of people. And if you happen to be in politics and we make fun of you, it's not really getting political. Uh, so... Until then, everyone, we got Pizza Friday this week with a guest, so make sure you get a special, special pie this week. Wow. And yeah, we were the only podcast that made fun of Donald Trump, I guess. Uh, See ya! Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.